it's just good to be back at camp again. Amen. Glory be to the most high God. But we first thing we want to do, we're going to give honor to our honors due. Amen. Praise God. We want to thank God for Pastor Jordan Jacobs. Amen. You know, it takes a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of energy to put together a meeting. Amen. Especially for a meeting on this scale. Hallelujah. And with all the, the props and surprises and blessings, amen, and all the activities that go on, you guys get a treat, don't you? Y'all having fun? You having a good time? You getting impartations? Praise God. Well, we need to thank God for Pastor Jacobs, amen. Jordan Jacobs, give him another hand, amen. And then, praise God, Pastor Diana Jacobs, amen. We've been doing this for years. Praise God. Still have the vision to minister to young people. Amen. Where's Teresa at? Come up here, Teresa, so y'all know the story on this one. Come on, Mrs. Teresa. Teresa, where you are? The prophet sheep. I call her prophet sheep because she's one of the sheep that Dr. Jacobs sent to our church. Because she's not a regular sheep. She's a sheep sent by a prophet. Her and Miss Crystal. Amen. Amen. That, 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 y'all have to think. Y'all got, y'all got to get this. Amen. How many years ago has this been? 76, that's going to be like 24 years, and it's what, 2016 now? That's like 40 years of youth ministry for Pastor Diana Jacobs. She the original gangster, y'all. Y'all need to give that up. Amen. Where's Dad Jacobs at, too? He was a, he was a youth pastor. Dad Jacobs, come on up here. Come on up here. You're the original OG. This is the first convert of the youth ministry. Praise God. Hallelujah. That means you're still going to be around. Come on now. Because you're here right now, you're still going to be around 40 years later, kicking it up for Jesus. Amen. Tell the devil, I ain't going nowhere. I'm here to stay. I'll be kicking it up. 40 years later and beyond in Jesus' name. Let's thank God for amen for Dr. Jacobs and Pastor Diana Jacobs. Amen. Well, you may be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. They just stayed with it. Amen. Just stay with it. Don't ever quit. Don't ever quit. Don't ever give up. Don't ever let yourself get discouraged. Amen. So we're talking about 2016. The theme is rise, amen? That means that you're not going to stay the same. I want you to know tonight you've been changing already. You've been changing already. And a lot of times the kingdom changes are small 
but they're powerful, and change is happening to you whether you can see it or not. Just because you've been here, you've been changing. Maybe some of you have been experiencing it because you cannot receive an impartation and not change. Amen. And, and, and you got you to accept the reality that anytime I'm in the house of God, anytime I'm sitting under the man of God, anytime I'm receiving the word of God, anytime I'm confessing, any, anytime I'm in confession, anytime I'm in prayer, amen, anytime I'm in praise, I'm changing. Amen. amen, because change happens all the time. And a lot of times the enemy try to, try to make you think, well, just because I'm in the house of God tonight, I'm not changing. I just went to church tonight. No, there's no such thing as receiving a spiritual impartation and not changing. But a lot of times the change is so minute or so small in our thinking, or maybe we didn't see it happening in the natural, so we don't think anything happened. But that's why God compared the kingdom like a seed in the ground. He said, first you plant the seed, then is the blade, then is the ear, then is the mature grain. Amen. <laughs> and Candace mentioned I planted, I planted a garden for the, I don't know, I just got a, I just got a urge to put a garden in the ground. And it's about as, as large as this whole section is right here. That's how big it is. I've never had a garden. So I went out and bought me a tiller real quick. Because I'm sure I'm not using a shovel. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> That's just hard work. Amen. And so I tilled the ground up. I tilled the, I tilled the ground up and turned everything over. And then when I was tilling the ground over, I started finding stumps and sticks and rocks and iron and bricks. I said, Jesus, I'm beginning to understand the sower and the seed. Amen. It, it, nothing's happened yet, but you got to get the, you got to get your heart right. Something, sometimes you think the change of getting a brick out was nothing, but Jesus thinks it's everything. Because he plans on having a harvest where that brick was. He planned on having a harvest where that stump was. He's planning on having a harvest where that rock was. And every time you give something up, Every time something comes out of your heart, a foreign object that doesn't belong there, Jesus didn't put it there. You got more room for a harvest. So something did happen to you. When, something did happen to you when you forgave somebody. Something did happen to you when you gave up that habit. Something did happen to you when you turned that relationship loose. You got more room in your life now for a harvest, a bumper crop, and things are going to happen in your life. So I got the ground all good and cleaned out. I said, praise God. All the rocks and sticks and stumps and rocks and, and metal pieces are gone. But I realized nothing's going to happen. Because I ain't got seed yet. <laughs> I said, I don't have any seed in the ground yet. So then I started <clears throat> putting seed in the ground. And then I started looking at the ground where the seed was. I started wondering, something's going to happen. But see, this is what it's like. When seed is in your heart, something's happening. You just can't see it under the ground. And so I waited about a week, and I walked past the garden, and all of a sudden I saw the blade. I said, something happening around here? Yes, sir, something's going on. Praise God. And so then <laughs> I started putting in even more seed. I got encouraged because I just had one row at first. Then all of a sudden that row popped up. I started getting excited. I said, if it can happen on this row, it can happen through the whole garden. So I got excited that day. I started putting, 
I, I, I went in. I put all the seed in the ground in one day for the rest of the garden because I got excited. You know what's going to happen to you? See, the devil don't want you to know this is working for you. He don't want you to know this is broken. But soon as you get one, one seed or one row to come up, it's baby, it's on then. You ought to know if you can lay hands on yourself and get healing for you, bless God, you can get it for somebody else. If you can believe for increase for you, then you know it'll work for somebody else. If you can get the devil out of your own house, hallelujah, you know it can work for somebody else. I'm here to tell you tonight, you haven't been wasting your time. It's working for you tonight. You getting stronger. You getting bigger. You getting bigger on the inside. You not gonna be the same when you leave here. You better notify your neighbor. You better watch out. I'm getting impartations. Then I kept going by the garden. Every row had come up. I said, look at this now. It's on. Yes, sir. And then, this is what people get. It's the waiting part. You see a little success, then it's the waiting part. And then after that waiting part, the garden keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I found out some seeds give you a harvest quicker than others. A good old purple top turnip green seed. That's a 45-day seed. <laughs> some seeds are 45 days, some are 90. But a purple top turnip green is 45 days. 45 days, you ready to eat. So that 45 days passed by. I said, Pastor, sit down. I'm going to go out there and put the sickle in. And, man, we started cooking that and got the seasoned meat for the greens, and she was sat down enjoying my harvest. She said, oh, I'm good. This is good. And then <laughs> my mama come over. She a good old country girl. She said, kids, you got some turnip greens out there? And I said, yes. And she went out there, and she stood out there. She just got all excited. She ain't been in the country in a long time. Been on a farm, been alone. And she stood out there and picked up turnip greens. And she showed me how to do it. She said, now, Keith, just pick the leaf you're ready to eat. She said, don't sickle them all. She said, if you don't sickle them all, then the smaller leaves will come up and they'll start producing. And then I realized there's some kind of seeds that you can put in the ground, in the supernatural. And once the harvest comes in on them, you will never run out. <laughs> you will never run out. Turnip green seeds is just like money seeds. Amen. Amen. He said, I'm going to give you seed to sow and seed to eat. Amen. Amen. So I realized if you leave certain leaves in the ground, you can eat off some. And then the ones that's left down and the plant that's left down, it just keeps producing over and over and over again. Praise God. We're... What we getting, what, what's going to happen now in the body of Christ, we're in the stage where we're not running out of no more money. Amen. Because praise God, I believe money seed like turnip green seed. They just going to keep producing. That's what we're in. Praise God forever. And then I passed by before I left. The 
corn plants is almost calling our name. One seed produced a stalk. It's got three ears of corn on it. I said, boy, I can't wait to butter that group up. <laughs> but about 45 more days, it's going to be on. Amen. But I stood back and looked at it, and I noticed everything was rising every day. Little by little, it's rising every day, every day, every day. And the Bible says that's what the seed is doing. If you just, Dr. Jacobs keeps telling, if you just stay with it and not quit, you're going to keep rising and rising and rising and rising and rising. And it looks like nothing is happening, but something is happening every time. There's no such thing as an impartation that will not produce fruit. Every day I go out there, the tomatoes are a little bit bigger. I said, praise God. One gets a little bit bigger, and another one will pop out over there. Every day, something's happening. And God says, that's what the kingdom is like. Amen? So rising means I do something every day. I do something every day. I do something every day that's going to cause me to go to the next level. I'm in my confessional. I'm in my confessional. You know, <laughs> a farmer has to go out, and then sometimes it looks like what he's doing is routine. Same thing every day over and over again. Same thing over and over again. And sometimes we think something is wrong with routine, getting up doing something over and over again. But if the kingdom of God is like agriculture, I watched my granddad. He was really on the farm. It means he got up every day and did something. Every day it did something. And I noticed every time rain would hit my garden, everything would get bigger. And when your confessions are like rain on your seed and the gardening things you're growing, your prayer time is like nourishment in the ground and rain as well. And you're producing something, and it's going to come into a harvest. Amen? I never thought I'd pastor two churches. I thought it'd just be one. I never thought that. That means when you begin to work with your seed and begin to work with the seed of your heart of your life, God's got things planned for you that you never thought about, that's never entered into your heart. Praise God. You're going to get excited about what you know about, but you're going to get excited about what you didn't know that God's going to do in your life. These are exciting times that we're living in. Amen? Praise God. We're seeing more people. Man, I'm seeing people getting healed and get delivered and we're seeing people get prospered and promoted and blessed like never before. Because I learned from Dr. Jacobs, it's what I get up and do every day. It's what I get up and do every single day. Because it's like planting a seed. And you got to tend to it every day of your life. And when you do that, things are going to start rising. Things are going to begin to increase in your life. And don't let the devil lie to you and talk about it's not working. Because it's working. Somebody say the word is working in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. It's working right now. Amen. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1. We'll take a look at that. Brother Relevant came up here tonight. He's going to help me. I got an illustration for y'all. Praise God. I'm planning on preaching the gospel with balloons tonight. It'll help y'all. Understand rising. Amen. 
what it means to rise, what it means to fall, what it means to get back up again. Amen. And then learn to stay on top. Amen. In uh, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1, say amen if you're there. It says here, if ye be risen, somebody say, I'm risen. It says, if you be risen, that means, <coughs> praise God, God has already raised us up and let us and caused us to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And heaven is happening right now. I'm telling you, heaven is happening right now. The elevated lifestyle is happening right now. I just need to enter into it. Praise God. Somebody say heaven is happening right now. And that's the lifestyle of those that are risen. That means that the only reason why I'm down here on this planet is because I got an assignment. But I've already been raised with Christ Jesus if I put my faith in him. And everything he's experiencing right now is available to me right now while I'm here on this earth. Amen. That's the good news of the gospel. Amen. To be elevated and risen and raised with Christ to be seated in heavenly places with him. Amen. Jesus does not want a differential in my life right now where on this planet in comparison to where he is seated. Amen. Even though I'm here, he still wants me to have the benefit of heaven while I'm here on earth. Or I can say the benefit of a raised life or a risen life while I'm here on earth. We, we can go back and look at Deuteronomy chapter 11, and he promised them days of heaven on earth. Amen. And then he told us the disciples were watching Jesus <laughs> in his everyday life, and, and they were noticing supernatural manifestations of heaven was taking place in his life. And they knew that it was coming from what he was, they saw it was coming from what he was doing every day. So they said, teach us prayer and confession too. And then one of the prayers and confessions he told them to say and to have is that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. And just like Pastor Alvin said, as high as the heaven is above the earth. Amen. So there's a differential there. Amen. But Jesus came. He didn't want to, he didn't close, he didn't close, <laughs> if there's a physical distance, what he wanted to do was close the quality of life. That there would be no greater quality of life there than it is here. Amen. And raised people have been put here to cause the differential of the quality of life of heaven to be dissipated. So people ain't trying to go to heaven today. Take me, Jesus. Take me, Jesus. This is too heavy for you. Get me out of here. Come here. I'm ready to go home. Why are they ready to go home? Because it's too much pressure. Sickness comes to drive you out of your body. And it causes you to make a decision that I don't want to be here anymore. Depression comes to make you so sad and so depleted and so beat down about your current existence that you don't want to be here anymore. Poverty comes 
to make it seem like there's no reason to be here. There's nothing you can, there's no joy you can experience. You're never going to go any farther than what you are right now. Matter of fact, you're going backwards. So there's no reason to be here anymore. But Jesus came with the good news of the gospel. Mark chapter 1, verse 15, you ain't got to turn there. I've been meditating on that. We can say that the risen life or the resurrected life or the lifted life or the heavenly life is here right now. That was the good news of the gospel. He said, repent because the rule of heaven is here. And he said, the time is fulfilled, which means that, <clears throat> praise God, at 530 is what time around here? What time is it? Some of y'all going to miss lunch if you ain't following people. At 5.30 around here is dinner time. Some of you didn't know it was 5.30. You're just following people and just lucked out <laughs> and just got to eat. <laughs> they going that way. Let me go too. <laughs> just luck. But no, dinner time is fulfilled at 5.30. That means if you want a salad, you can get one. Amen. If they serving fries, you can fry yourself up. If they serving hamburgers, bless God forever, you want two old beef patties. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Special lettuce, just cheese, cheese pickles, trying to do McDonald's. Onion on a sesame seed bun. Praise God. It, because it's time now, that means you can experience it right now. And as soon as 5.30 hit, you can be in line having a good time. And, what, and, and there's no reason for anybody not to experience it. All you got to do is be here on time and get in line. So Jesus is saying right now, the time is fulfilled. It's 530 in heaven if you want to get it. It's 530. If you want your healing, get in line. Go through the table. I prepared a table for you. If you want your increase, it's 5.30, heavenly time. Just get in line. If you want your peace, you want joy, all you got to do is get in line. It's time. It's time to stop doing without, and it's time to get our stuff. I say it like J.G. Wentworth. It's my money, and I need it now. It's my peace, and I need it now. It's my joy, and I need it now. It's my healing, and I need it now. Why? Because ain't nobody sick in heaven, and I ain't got no business being sick right now. Ain't nobody broke in heaven, and I ain't got time to be broke. Time is out for me being broke. He said, as it is in heaven. Candace got up and did the greater than sign. Jesus did the equal sign. That's what he did. The word is, is the same in mathematics as equal. And if you've been risen, you're supposed to be living an equal life 
as it is in heaven. I'm trying to notify your face. But see, that sounds too good to be true because we've been taught all our life we got to die to go to heaven. Because they told you that. That was the bad news. That ain't the gospel. <laughs> Somebody tell you we got to wait. That is not the gospel that you got away. When people tell you you got away, you got an attitude. Mom, we going to McDonald's? Wait. Stone her. No. <laughs> no, you got an attitude when people tell you to wait. Yes. But they have Black, Black Friday. People standing all outside. I ain't getting in no long line for no television. Because there ain't no lines in heaven. <laughs> I don't need to be one in the earth. And he going to bless me with enough money. I don't need no half off. <laughs> they don't need no Black Friday in heaven. Every day is glory. No. Them people on Black Friday, they get so irritated by waiting. Next thing you know, they're on the news at 6 and 10. <laughs> Shots fired at Black Friday. <laughs> there was a cutting at Black Friday. <laughs> and that's bad when you start seeing your, the people you know. Black Friday making a $60 news. I said, Sister Dad, so and so. <laughs> On Black Friday, talking to the police, <laughs> trying to find out how not to go to jail tonight. <laughs> Why? Because he got irritated about waiting. trying to get you out of the waiting mode. See, that's why the Bible is a covenant. God said this news is going to be so good that the, that the raised life, the heavenly life, is available right now. And I'm going to have to swear in your blood that if they choose to live the resurrected life, I'm going to have to bind myself not because I could have just stayed. I'm still going to be saved. But I got to bind myself to the blood covenant because they're going to be so weak from hell on earth that I'm going to have a challenging time to convince them to come to my side to bring equality so the life in heaven on earth. My time is fulfilled. That's what Jesus said. And then when he preached it, all of heaven backed him up. Palms grew out. Because you ain't going to be walking around heaven with no one arm. Amen. That's why arms grew out. 
Well, you can get a miracle in here tonight. Oh, yeah, because you have been here, too. That's been part of my confession. I was sitting one day in my study, and all of a sudden, God said, Pastor, he had me studying fulfillment first. So that when I hit the word, something would go off in my spirit. He had me studying the word fulfillment. And then he says, I want you to read the gospel. And I'll come across, and I'll pick Mark. And he says, the time is fulfilled. I said, ooh. Praise God forever. Heaven is happening right now. Praise God forever. That's like your parents telling you, wait till you get 16, then we're going to get your driver's license in the car. What you doing at 15? Salivating. Walking. Thumbing. Calling friends for a ride. But when 16 hits, Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory. Yes. Amen. The time has come. And that equals something. He says, Give. Jesus came down here to teach us that the imbalance is over. He spent three and a half years demonstrating that the balance is over imbalance is over. So when people couldn't see, there ain't nobody going to be in heaven walking around. No. There ain't going to be no seeing eye dogs in heaven. No. No, 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 no. There ain't going to be no sick in heaven. Amen. No, it's not. So he was if I say it's here, then I got to demonstrate it's here. Amen. So it said he went about showing the glad tidings that heaven is here right now. And if you be risen with Christ, you are the candidates to manifest heaven on earth. It is your job and my job. It is your job and my job to make it equal. And I was sitting out there praying, praying, and all this started coming to me. Stop. And I said, Jesus, anything you want from me, I'll do it. Anything you ask me to do, I'll do it. Because heaven is here right now. And I don't want nothing to hinder my experience. It ain't hard to make a, ba a good deal. It's not hard to make a good deal. When you can see what heaven is offering and what the darkness in the world is offering, I don't want none of that. I don't want no drugs that's going to cause me to hallucinate. I was trying to smoke weed one time. I said when I was, that was before Christ. Amen. <laughs> trying to hang around the wrong people. Sitting in the car. And all of a sudden this big purple dragon showed up in the car. <laughs> I was a play ruddy person. Dr. Jenkins called my gym. 
the serious people in the play with it. I was playing with <laughs> stuff I shouldn't have been playing with. And all of a sudden, this big purple dragon showed up in the car. I said, I hope that thing leaves. <laughs> I do not want to see that again. And I turned back up. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, he's still up there. I'm telling you this so you don't do it. You ignorant enough to go out and do it, I hope you get two purple dragons. <laughs> One on each side. <laughs> I said, Jesus, if you would get this dragon out of this car. I couldn't think of nobody else to move it. And I remember songs in the church, you call on the Lord. I can call him when I need him. Father, Father, up in heaven. I'm so calling. <laughs> I can go to God in prayer. I said, you move this purple dragon. I'll never touch this stuff again in my life. Look back up there. Poof. Gone. Never touched it again. <laughs> Amen. Now, I got enough sense of what to start. I can either see glory or a dragon. That's easy. I'm choosing glory. <laughs> Amen. I'm choosing glory. You can choose being broke. Amen. Or never running out. I'm choosing never running out. If I can choose healed all the time. Okay, this is good. Dr. Jacobs came to our church and he taught on deliverance. And he said, I never heard nobody say that. He said, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth us, means immune from sickness and disease. Are you going to be immune in heaven? See, y'all just playing with me. I thought y'all was real tongue talkers. <laughs> thought y'all was real tongue talkers. Hallelujah. Shouting hallelujah, running, skipping, jumping. Can't wait to preach the gospel, people. You know, not getting sick at all. Amen. I'm talking about it all. You don't get mad at me. He the one said it. I just said what he said. <laughs> Made it. Total logical sense to me. Because is anybody going to be getting healed in heaven? Are there going to be any healing lines in heaven? Your body produces 300 million brand new cells every single second. You get renewed all the time. And then Psalms 103 said, I renew your youth like the eagle. Now some of y'all act like y'all don't need that right now. Well, wait till you get 55 my age. You renew my youth like the eagles in the name of Jesus. You renew my youth like the eagles. Praise God. You renew my... You better be saying it now. So when you get there, it'll be light and easy. Why? Because then you won't have no seed in the ground if you wait. You think like you don't need it right now. I'm so cute. I don't need that baby. Baby, fall in your stomach. It's coming to y'all. Y'all sitting up there just sitting up there like, it's coming. 
Oh, yes, it is. Hallelujah. Bills are coming. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. You want to believe? Oh, yes, you are. Praise God. Mom and daddy paying the rent right now. They paying the light bill right now. Praise God. The first day I got in my apartment, I had to pay the rent, pay the telephone bill, pay the electric company. I said, oh, mama, you did all this for us. And then <laughs> I started, I wanted some fried chicken. You just can't go down there and buy chicken. You got to buy the flour. You got to buy the milk. If you want crispy crust on it, you're going to have to buy some eggs to mix it up in there. You're going to have to buy some salt and pepper, some all-season salt. You just can't go down there and get no chicken. You got to buy the oil. You got to get the pan to put it in. And we just talking chicken. <laughs> we ain't talking no cornbread. We ain't talking no cream potatoes and gravy. You getting chicken, you ain't halfway there yet. No, I'm glad y'all got y'all know, but y'all need to be getting ready. You need to get ready. And you don't even have to, you don't have to wait until you get to be an adult to start receiving tithes and tongues. Think about Miss China. Miss China, she just graduated from high school and got blessed with a brand new car. Then China came to me. China came to me and said, Pastor Morgan, where the scriptures you believe about that tithe? I said, oh, girl. I said, because you ain't playing with me. I gave her the scriptures, too. Because, listen, your job ain't meant to get everything you need in this life. Can I help y'all? Would y'all let me help you a minute? A brother done been through something and been back, and I'm here to help you. There is no company or job that you can go work at that's going to fund everything you want in life. Is that going to be GE? In heaven? Ford Motor Company in heaven? Whatever you work at, that's just seed money. See that? See that? See y'all didn't see this in there. See that shot right over your head? You get your job and all of a sudden you work for $10 an hour or whatever. Then you start thinking about all the stuff you don't have. All that seed money. That's all it is, because heaven, he said, if you seek the kingdom of heaven first, all these things shall be what? Ain't nothing about mortgage or nothing to you. 
He said about installing nothing to you. No, he didn't. You don't have to be 40 before you get your first house and it's debt-free. No, you don't. Because he said heaven is good enough. Are there going to be any mortgages in heaven? Now, I'm just teaching you because Jesus taught it. He said it's going to be added to you. And so we're going to have to change our focus to a risen Christ. Amen. And everything you've learned about life, that's why he said, repent. Pastor Al was talking about that. You're going to change the way you think. This is a whole nother culture. When we go to Mexico, the first time I went to Mexico with Dr. Jacobs, first time I ever left the country, he, he kicked me out of the country. Man, Mexico, the first time I saw the airports, it don't look like our airports. Airports got signs everywhere tell you where to go. In Mexico, just keep it moving. And I said, I am not getting separated from Dr. Jacobs. Man, I got my eye on him because I cannot speak the language. I don't know where I'm going. And I'm not going to get separated because I don't understand the culture, the language, and how they live out there. Last time I done that, I shouldn't have ate the salad. Because you can't drink the water down there. No, no, you can't. They can drink it. But you ain't from there. And they go to the faucet and get them a nice glass. You better not try that. You better not try that. Because you're going to be running to the bathroom and back. And as soon as you think you're done, you're going to get rugged right back down. Excuse me. Because it's a different culture. It's different things you have to adjust to. And that's what Jesus was saying about the kingdom of heaven. You don't have to adjust to what heaven is like. Because if you don't do this, you're you wasting your whole time. But if you get a hold to this and repent, God said just believe it, you're going to start seeing I get up, I confess every day, heaven is happening right now. We're seeing healings take place, miracles take place, people getting prospered, people getting blessed and increased. I mean, it's just taking off because heaven is good right now. He says it's my job and your job to bring it as it is equal. It's got to be equal because Earth was never intended to be some lower place of living. It was never supposed to be a lower place of living. Adam yielded to Satan and brought, because he was lord of the place, and Satan took over in charge and brought the thing to the lowest level he could bring it and he's still doing it. Jesus came back to bring it back up to another level. And when 
you accept the reality that heaven is happening right now, look what he says right here. He says here, if you be risen with Christ, do what? Seek those things which what? Where Christ what? Sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on what? And then not on what? Because you already know what's on the earth. The goal is, what are they doing up there? Somebody said that was good over there. So I preach over here. The goal is not watching what all your friends are doing down here. Because let me inform you, they ain't doing nothing. I'm 55 years old. I'm just a young strapper. It took me to age 22 to figure out if people weren't told to show life to Jesus, they weren't doing nothing. They're not doing nothing. If they're not learning what heaven is like on earth, they're not doing nothing. And you might as well just pull your eyes off me. And that's why the enemy has a lot of glitter called the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and pride of life to get me to, to attach my affections, my mind, and my thinking on what's happening in the earth. So I pass my whole time on this planet, and I miss what heaven is like while I'm here on this earth. And many people are going to get to heaven, and they're going to pass out. Because the Bible says, <laughs> First Corinthians chapter thirteen. I'll let you show it sometime. You'll even know it. You'll be known. You'll know yourself even if you are known by Him. And people are gonna see what they could have got in heaven, and they just gonna pass out. Some people are gonna be out for millennia. I'm just gonna. There ain't gonna be no catches up there either. Ain't nobody gonna catch you. Hold you for a millennium. No, we're gonna let you drop. We're going to be stepping over you for a thousand years. Yes. And then when you finally come to and find out you got a mansion up there, you say, let's, everybody come to my house for a party. So, man, we already been to your house. Where you think we've been holding a party? <laughs> yeah. So it's going to happen to you. So he says, now you gotta, you got to tune yourself to what the risen lifestyle is like. There's Brother Relative over here. Come on, Brother Relative. I, I didn't get all these balloons for nothing. Let's open all this up. I was thinking about the risen lifestyle. I said, I'm going to do something with these balloons. I want you to hold these. These right here. And you can just dump the rest of them on the floor. Dump the rest of them on the floor. And let's let's uh, let's do this. Let's just let these babies go on up. You hold on to them because they'll get away from you. And I don't know who's gonna go up there and get them. They'll get away from you. We gotta get out of here in a few days. And it's gone. So that's risen, ain't it? Hiding anybody in the room. So here's what we do. He says, if you be risen with Christ, 
So I'm going to take this one right here. Let's pull it down a little bit. We're going to let it say this is man right here. God creates him. And he puts him in life. He made him in his image. And the reason why these balloons are rising is because they got helium in them. Helium is designed to rise. It's designed to rise. And that's why these balloons go up. Because helium is lighter than the air that's in the room. And so long as you live in a life that is unloaded. Amen. See, a lot of people can't go up because they live in a loaded life. You know, Dr. Jacobs did the best thing he ever did for me. And the prophecy he gave me, one of the best things he ever did for me, he gave me a prophecy. He says, when you start passing these two churches, he said, don't you worry about nothing. He said, don't you worry about anything. And I know better now to neglect the prophecy that's coming to me. That's an impartation. I can't neglect that. I learned my lesson. I pay attention to spiritual details, especially coming from him and Pastor Ryan. I got a story behind that, but I ain't got time to tell it. I learned my lesson. He said something to me, especially prophetic, because prophecy is given to me as a biblical covenant impartation. I can take those words just like I can take this one. Now, why? Because the Bible is general instruction to all of us. But prophecy is specific instruction. Amen. There's specific things about, there ain't no scripture in the Bible tell me to put a church in Brentwood. Now, how are you going to know how to do that? There ain't no, there's no scripture in the Bible to tell me to put a church in Madison. How are you going to know how to do that? So when it comes to specific prophecy about you and specific divine guidance, you got to apply that just like the word. Because that's specific for you. Every one of us are completely and totally different and unique. But the Bible gives us general instruction and general instruction says don't despise prophecy. That you got to take that and apply it to your life. So when he, the very first word, he said, now don't you be concerned or worried about any of these churches. Now, I already learned my lesson by listening to him. So I was ready. When that word came, I put it on paper, and I started looking at it every day, and I started looking at that first line. Don't you worry about nothing. He said, I will not worry about nothing. Are you going to have any worry in heaven about anything? I mean about anything. Are you going to be worried about your cousin in heaven, your mama in heaven, your daddy in heaven? Then why are you worried about heaven? Because heaven and earth are supposed to be equal. And if I'm not going to worry about him in heaven, then I'm not going to worry about him in earth. Because all earth is, is the tangible, physical representation of what heaven is like. Reflected from heaven in the earth. And you can physically, tangibly touch things. 
but they're supposed to be the same. But stuff comes. Stuff comes. People come to you and say, did you know this was going on? Do you know you about this situation? Do you know about that? What about this? What about that? And stuff just keep coming. But I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And, 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 and I just learned to cast all my cares on God. It already told me to do that. But now he done come with this prophetic word. Now I'm going to do exactly what he said. And if people bother me, I cast them on God. Amen. Here's Lucas sitting right here. Lucas ain't never done nothing to me. He probably he never will. But I just say Lucas walk. Come on, Lucas. We're going for a walk. I take Lucas right over here. Stand up, Tyler, over there. Let's say Tyler's God. I take Lucas straight over here to God, and I leave him there, and I go on with my life. I ain't no, 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 no. He said, don't you worry about nothing. I said, if you're a financial problem, stand up here. We're going to go see the king. Come on. I take it right over here because you don't tell me nothing. Because if you get weighted down, it's going to pull you from your elevated place. It's going to pull you from your elevated place. And if you're pulled from your elevated place, you can't rule from a low position. And your confession and your dominions don't work on a low level. They meant to be working from a seated level. Something happened in my body. Still learning how to live. I'm bleeding from a cut. I confess it every day. It moves. It moves. Something's come up in my body. Come on. Lumps ain't supposed to be there. Soreness in the knees ain't supposed to. I take it right over here. Come on. We're going to see the king. I take it right over here, and I make my confession, and I live without the load on my life. Sometimes stuff try to come back. Money probably come back. Lucas probably try to come back. Money and Lucas, come on, both at the same time. And if I start feeling any way, it ain't appearance at all. All we got is just an inkling. I'm just an inkling. Are you going to have any inklings in heaven? Then why are you putting up with inklings in the earth? All I need to know is just an inkling you don't show back up. No, in the name of Jesus. You're going right back over here where you belong. Because I refuse to have care or worry about anything because heaven is here right now. And I ain't going to be worried about that up in heaven. So bless God forever. I ain't taking it right now. 
Pastor Rogan, do you look this demonstrative when you saying it? Yes, because it be trying to come demonstrative, so I got to get demonstrative back with it because I ain't putting up with it. It's heaven on earth time. It's time to get your money right, your mind right, your home right. Y'all ain't got to be putting up with demons in your house. I don't care if your daddy cutting up you in an elevated place. Mama might be in charge from a biblical standpoint that I'm to, to submit and honor her. But that devil is messing with her. Oh, no, I ain't got to put up with that. Now, I got to listen to mama because the words say so. But I ain't got to put up with the devil that's influencing mama. That's where I can use my authority. I may have to, I do have to honor my father. But that demon in my house, now I ain't got to listen to that. Is my daddy going to talk to me like that in heaven? In the name of Jesus, I take authority over that cussing demon in the name of Jesus. Get out of my house. Why? Because I'm elevated above it. So let's just let this be Adam right here. God creates Adam. He's elevated with him. Hold it right there just for me. But then he comes in, and he allows Satan to come in, and he disconnects with God. Amen. He disconnects with God. And look what he does. When he disconnects with God, and he connects with the enemy, guess what's going to happen? Guess what's going to happen? He's going down. And now, this is the differential. Now you got this major differential between heaven and earth. It means the difference in quality of life and how you live. It means the difference in quality of life and how you think. It means the difference in quality of life, how you talk and how you treat people. Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am. Who is going to deliver me? Because you can't get yourself up when you've been stripped of the power that caused you to live the elevated life in you. And now he's under the authority of the dominion of Satan. And now because people have been stripped of the revelation of the gospel that it's time right And they go on, even though there's a Bible that says the time is up, people keep living on this low level. And God, a loving God, says, I can't stand it. My feet won't lift like that. I cannot stand to see us live like that 
and the one who is with you. Jesus says, here I am. Prepare me a body. He came down from glory. He came down from glory. Listen to this. He comes down from glory. He shows us what his heaven is like right now. And then spent three and a half years to show us what heaven was like on earth. And then he took the penalty. He took the penalty. He took Adam's penalty. And suffered and took his place on the cross and the grave for you. And the Bible says that God had laid on him the iniquity of us all. Laid on him our iniquity, our grief, our sorrow, our pain, our sickness, our poverty. And it took him to the cross to take the penalty for our sins. Even though he didn't belong there. Because our stuff on him and the penalty that he bore for us went down to the lowest level for us. Then after three days, two or three days, that's all it took to get his body back. If you be ready, after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, he came in and stomp the devil. Stomp sickness and disease. I told you I was going to kick you in the head. You might bruise my heel, but I'm going to kick you in the head. Where's cancer? Let me kick you in the head. Where's depression and suicide? Yes, sir. And then after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, the Holy Spirit comes and helps him defeat the devil. And then he reconnects with man. And the Bible says, with the Holy Spirit's power, God in heaven, they link back together and take this man. Don't let the strings go. Take this man. Back up, all of them hooked back up together. Amen. They hook back up together and take man on up. And it says on back up to his rightful place. Amen. Takes him up to the place. The Bible said God has highly exalted him and lifted him up. Amen. And now every tongue must bow to the name of Jesus. And the Bible said, I want you to look at this one scripture right here. Look over here. You might be on earth, but you're really from above. Look over here on John, John, Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 31. Gospel of John. Turn over there. Thank God for them. Amen. Thank y'all for helping me. Y'all can go sit back down because y'all don't bother me no more. I ain't worrying no more. Thank God. Look over in John 
chapter 3, verse 31. It says, he that cometh from above is what? Above all. And what that means is in authority. And so now, from this position up here, Jesus said, I'm going to sit down. And I'm going to hand you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. From your rhythm to this, I'm going to go sit down. I'm going to put you back in the place where you belong. And now your job is to learn what heaven is like. And in Matthew chapter 16, he says, I'm going to hand you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. But you know, it doesn't matter who has your car keys as long as if they start, as long as they got your keys, they can start your car. That even though they're your keys, it does not matter. The power is in the hand of the Holy Spirit. If somebody has your house keys, they can get in your car. And whatever is available to you now is available to them. And it's not breaking and entering. So the keys doesn't matter of the, it doesn't matter about who the person is. It's not based on who the person is. It's based on who's holding the keys. And he said, if you are going to live risen, then I'm going to hand you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you say on earth, heaven's going to back you. And your job is to learn what heaven is like. And then when you take your role as the equalizer, the one that makes things equal on earth as it is in heaven, then you're going to take those keys. And when you speak to sickness and disease, it's going to obey you. Because you got the keys. It's going to unlock for you because you got the keys. It's going to work the same way it worked for me because I'm giving you the same keys that I had. And things are going to change in your life. All you got to do is tell God, I'm ready. I'm ready for my resurrected life. I'm, I'm, I'm already up there, but I'm ready for my keys now. I'm ready to declare heaven's happening right now. I'm ready to declare that this is, I'm living in my resurrected life right now. We had a man come to church. God told me to, what to say, and I say it. He said, you are the Savior's keeper. Great work, great power, and great comfort. He said, that's what you ought to say. Great grace, great power, great comfort. Then Dr. Jacobs prophesied over our church, we in for a quantum leap. So I said, y'all throw the quantum leap in there too. Guy ain't been to church for three weeks. He works for a company that sells computer equipment and works on computer equipment. And he said, for three weeks, I was just, I walked in my God. Great grace, great power, great comfort, using those keys to unlock things.
simply said, for the first time in my life, I landed a $4 million plane in my business. And he walked up to me and said, Pastor Logan, you don't understand. Every time, every time that I got ready to get to a dealership, something would happen and it would fall apart and break down. And what's happening is because it was functioning at this level. Down here, this level, the world can mess this place up. But the day you take your place up there, he said as high as the heaven is above the earth. So this stuff can't reach that stuff. Amen. And so when he began to say great grace, great power, great change, quantum leap, it began to push back all the opportunities to break the deal down. And it stood everything off, and then all of a sudden, everything happened. His wife said, Pastor Logan, he is dancing in heaven. Making his own music. Talking about great grace. Great power. Great change. Hallelujah. Amen. There was this guy, he come up to me. He says, Pastor Rogan, I'm believing for this promotion on this job. He said, I want you to touch and agree with me. I grabbed his hand. I said, Pastor, in the name of Jesus. And see, my pastor don't call me by my name. He didn't call me by my name. And I'm going to use my name. He says, I'm giving you power to set these people in motion. You're going to be fruitful in the earth. You are not coming to church on Friday night to worship and be blessed. You might be when you come, but you ain't going to be there at church. Because if you come with me, I'm going to use my name. I ain't trying to have all the broke down emotions, emaciated sheep in the city. What kind of farmer does that look like? Did the farmer come to the market and all the sheep? You might come like that. Come on and come like that. But there's a mantle on your man of God. He done changed the man's whole life to help you. Change his career, change everything about him, and put an anointing on your on his life just to help you. He said, "I give you pastors. You're not gonna lack anymore. You're not gonna be afraid anymore. You're not gonna be disappointed anymore." He said, "I'm gonna give you pastors." He said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna the authorization from heaven is gonna give them the authority to build you there." And I take that key. And I said, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. And everything in heaven started moving. Because what we just leased on heaven, in, in earth, could take place in heaven. He thought he was going to get a call on Wednesday. Monday, he came in Tuesday. said, Pastor Rogan, it didn't even take to Wednesday. They called me on Monday. 
They told me I got the job. He said, that's an increase for me. Hallelujah. Then when our youth come up on the stage, Pastor Rogan came up on the platform. I'm believing for a job. I'm up for promotion on this job, and I've got an interview, and I I want you to agree with me. The word is getting around. The word is getting around. Praise God. He said, give me your hand. In the name of Jesus. That job is yours. Everybody else is just doing paperwork. Y'all think I'm playing, don't you? Because things are out of balance in the earth. Because the church hasn't caught up to what it's supposed to be. When Jesus came and he talked to the devil, the devil said, anything that's going to give you. And he will move your stuff to other people to keep from you using it in the kingdom. To shorten his timeline. He will keep the wealth that belongs to you away from you. If you don't use your authority to get it back. Yes, he will. That stuff that belongs to the church, the body of Christ. And this time we're going to get our stuff. We're going to get our stuff. And I took her hand. I said, in the name of Jesus, I talked. I said, power. It wasn't a week later. She come back all smiling, bubbling, running up on the stage. Pastor Robert said, I'm telling you, praise God. Amen. There was one girl coming to church. She didn't have no car. She would walk into church. Walking to church. God's time. Hoopiness. To his house and worship session. And heathens out there driving cars going everywhere. I sure hope somebody catch this. I don't know, just the indignation got in me. How are they going to be having cars? You trying to come to the house of God. It's hot outside, and you walking. Taking Uber everywhere you go. Riding the city bus. There's got to be a car out there with your name on it. I said, girl, give me your hand. In the name. It was a week later. She come running to Pastor Rogan. People were scared of me. I used to have a car. I couldn't get it to keep the payments up. And it got repossessed. But the same car. The same kind of car, the same make and model that got repossessed. I got it installment free, payment free. A lady just gave me the car. No, 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 no. She said, y'all don't understand. She said, the lady moved from Memphis. 
to Nashville, stayed two weeks, and said, I don't think I want to be in Nashville anymore. Gave the car away and went back to Memphis. The same kind of stuff got repo. If I got to move it from Memphis, I'm telling you right now, there's a movement of things going on. And things are going to be coming to y'all. Not because you got a job to pay for it. Heaven's on earth. Stuff is about ready to move in your direction. You better shout it here and say, heaven's happening to me. Heaven's happening to me right now. He said, come and buy milk and bread without money. It's time to start living without the influence of money. It's time to say, heaven is here. And my faith will get it for me. My keys will get it for me. My authority will get it for me. I am unlocking my stuff in Jesus' name. Yeah. It said rise. Some of y'all about ready to rise into your stuff. It's you, you get to rise into your stuff. I'm going to go and prophesy over you. How about I just turn loose on you and say some stuff? It won't be overkill because we're behind anyway. Because Dr. Jacob said he had, a, he had a vision. And there was, y'all ever seen a traffic jam and you glad you ain't on that side? <laughs> on the interstate. You said, bless them, Jesus. I'm so glad I'm not over there. And you know it, it ain't going to be clear for two hours. And you keep going over the hills and over the hills, and they still back there. And you see cars, girl, to come up, and they don't even know a traffic jam, girl, to hold them up. You say, bless them, Lord. They're going to be there a while. But you're glad you're not on that side. He said he had a vision. And all of these semi-trucks, was backed up with stuff loaded in it for the church. Stuff you can get without money. But if you got to have money, it's on the truck. The money's on the truck too. If you got to have money. I'm prophesying tonight the doors are opening. Because he saw the whole, he said it was held up. He said it's held up. Because people believed what was in the trucks was too good to be true. Because they weren't bold enough to say heaven is happening to me right now. I'm prophesying to you right now. If you're going to say I'm risen and heaven's happening to me right now, I'm telling you your semis are pulling out. There's a free lane for your stuff. Somehow there's another lane that open up and your truck is pulling out. <laughs> your truck is pulling out. And your stuff is coming to you. Some of y'all been believing for promotion and increase on your job in the name of Jesus. That's above every name. A name that every knee got to bow to. The name every tongue has got to submit to. In the name of Jesus, 
it's time for you to get your promotion. I prophesy you are promoted in the name of Jesus. Some of y'all in here got mortgages and there ain't no mortgages in heaven. Hallelujah. If God can get a girl a car that's been repossessed, cause million dollar deals to break through, your house is paid off. Your house is paid off in the name of Jesus. That's above every name. If you got car payment, there ain't no payments in heaven. So let me prophesy to you right now. Heaven doesn't happen to your car. It's paid off. In the name of Jesus. Because we rise in above it. <laughs> we are rising above it. Hallelujah. And some of y'all young people here. No, I said some. I left somebody there. I'm going to prophesy over all of you. As you seek heaven first and start playing your seed, you're going to live beyond where your parents were. You ain't going to be going down to first bank, second bank, third bank, trying to find a bank. <laughs> Hope the bank help you. You're going to be paying cash on the barrel head. Or somebody just going to hand you the keys and tell you to go right on in. In the name of Jesus. And you'll know what it's like to drive a car with no notes on it. And I'm talking to y'all young people right here so that you can take your finances and sow it into the kingdom of God and help your man of God. And there ain't been a generation like you, but it's happening right now. You ought to shout, it's happening to me right now. Why? It's my money. And I need it. What? Come on, y'all. Y'all ready to take y'all stuff. Hallelujah. Give God some praise in here. I mean, give him some praise in here. Shout, heaven is happening. Give me the praise team up here. I want that song, Life is Happening to Me Right Now. Come on up here, y'all. We're going to lay hands on Y'all going to get an impartation. Y'all going to get an impartation. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. Stuff going to be coming to you. 